It is the evening of the 10th of June 2019. Good evening and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late nights podcast. My name is Point Blanky Vumbi. Thank you so much for joining me today. As is the new routine because I have a bunch of pages I'm supposed to finish. I'm taking time to not actually make the podcast in the morning, but I'd much rather make a, a podcast in the evening. That way it's actually more refined and it's more informative based upon not only that which I was thinking about in the evening and in the morning and also during the day that actually came to pass um a great day was actually achieved it, it, it I, I did start with a heavy load of my chest because of um based upon my last podcast of the the, the faults that i had of, of a mistake i made and i've been making an an effort to make corrections with that and as i go i'm, I'm grateful that i'm making a, a little bit of headway and I'm, I'm grateful I'm getting the chance to actually redeem myself and to prove myself. And on top of that, I, I still was able to get a lot of work that I wanted to do done. Uh, a piece of animation I was actually prepping to get done, I I have it in a perfect enough position to actually push it to the next level. So by the time I walk into the office tomorrow morning, it's just a matter of knocking that one out and getting another one ready to actually jump in. Uh, I like the fact that the pipeline of creativity and animation is actually moving perfectly. There's a page I was prepping this morning to finish as far as painting for the children's book. I finished it today, sent it to client. So far, we're, we're doing well. So far, so good. I still have now 36 more pages to go. And I made sure before I actually started recording this podcast, I'd prepped the color palette for the, the page that comes after. I'm going to be taking care of that in the morning. Hopefully, by the time I leave the, the house in the morning, I'll have it in a good enough position to actually move to the next page. And heaven forbid, but whenever I'm, I do a lot of moving around, my body tends to actually fight back. And I, I'm scared of the fact that I'm kind of tired, but I'll... I will make an effort of actually just waking up and doing that what needs to be done and I will churn whatever material needs to be churned out and get things done right. Uh, progression is more important than anything else. As as far as the podcast today is concerned, I'm sure when you're looking at the visual that's actually the mascot for this particular podcast, you've been wondering why I've been making a lot of images in regards to male figures and I'm, I apologize that this is not with the intent of not talking about female figures who inspire me and actually move me in the direction of successes. I intend to actually touch the matriarchy and make an enforcing move in that direction. It's just that the current material that I'm consuming is male dominated so until I get that out of the way it would be unfair to jump the gun based upon uh, prejudices that would lead me to not be objective based upon the curiosities I currently have. So I'd like my sisters out there, ladies, bear with me. We will, I will get to the, the females in the world who actually have inspired me in the past, the ones who actually moved my curiosities as well. The character I drew for this particular podcast was Vasco da Gama, and it's because I've been having this uh, revelation on curiosity in the last couple of days based upon the images we see as far as the West is concerned. When you think about the West, I've grown up in East Africa my entire life. This is where I've been born, this is where I've been raised, this is where everything I do is actually inspired by. And from what I've noticed, I have more information out of just curiosity alone on the West African effects of the slave trade and little to none of what happened in the East. And revisiting the book of history by Andrew Marr, A History of the World. Sub-Saharan history has never really been documented per se. I mean, West African history and uh, the history of the of the different kingdoms, Timbuktu and all that happens in that side of the world, was primarily documented during the time of uh, Islam's influence in that particular area. Now, based upon that, I'd like to think that since 
the land that is now known as Kenya also sat in the territory that used to be called Zanzibar before it became British East Africa. I'd like to think the Sultan of East Africa had documentation of this. And I'm curious, if you have this information, please share it with me. Who wrote the most in-depth history of East Africa and where can I find this information? And by in-depth, I mean this. I'd like to know what happened prior to 1800. I'd like, if possible, a full cap of information that doesn't begin from the colonial period. Because the reason I went with Vasco da Gama is this. When I heard about the names of people who actually touched the East African coast, his name popped up. And this guy moved all the way from Portugal all the way to South Africa, moved from South Africa to East Africa, East Africa, all the way to India. And all this was because he wanted to get the spices. We take spices for, for granted based upon this alone. Like I look at it and I'm like, I pass, I pass chili every day of the week. Heck, there's people selling smokies and, and choma sausages every corner of, the, of, of every road right now. And there's spices there. I didn't know that in the past, this was something that was worthy of war. And that... East African coast, yes, there's been documentation of there being Greek coins found in Tanzania and in Sudan and Somalia, and we passed that, we know nothing. I'm concerned about this because it's just this year that I found out, I was even told about this, I was told that in the East African coast, there were actual islands that were used as ports to actually move people who were slaves from East African coast all the way to the Far East, and I'm talking Arabia, and the territories therein, and they say that the influence of music in certain areas of that side of the world have African roots. I mean, let's even let's even take a quick sidebar. I was looking at this video clip because I was listening to the same audio book and it talked about the influence of the Moors and I'm talking from them moving all the way from Arabia to them recruiting African soldiers and taking the African soldiers with them and also being considered the Moors. And the fact that the term Moor was a, a, a term of... Uh, it was a derogatory term because they weren't using it as a way of giving them props to using it to describe what they feared. And even in that the cultures were influenced, sciences, mathematics, all these things were influenced in Europe during that time. And in this time, most of the other parts of, of Europe which did not have more influence were suffering the Black Plague and a different uh, form of um, diseases and things like that and, and the death of their civilizations. But then there's, there's a dance called, I think the Moorish dance, I forget. I think they call it that. If you can't just google this if you get the chance go on youtube and google this it's called the moorish dance and it's a bunch of of gentlemen dressed i think in uh, old school scottish dressing and it's a dance with sticks and if you look at the dance and the way the dance looks and you go to the same youtube and type arabian dancing with sticks it's the same thing and that's just the influence of the Moors all the way in that corner. But I'd like to think that in the same time that the Moors were making their influence in sub-Saharan Africa, as far as the West was concerned, the East Coast must have been affected one way, shape or form. I mean, granted, there's the fact that Ethiopia existed. And I'm sure there are two places I think information is, 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 is probably well documented. And I'd like to hear from people from this particular part of the world. My people in Ethiopia, my people in South Sudan, my people in, in Zanzibar. If you have this information, if there are books that you know about from your hometowns, please let me know. I'd like to know what is the historical uh, part of East Africa. And I'm talking all the way, every territory, from all the way from Egypt all the way down. I'd like to know what happened in this particular coast. Because everything I hear and everything I know is stuff that is alleged. 
it's alleged that the East African coast is one of the few territories on earth where the the, the, the greatest lake or the greatest river move from south to north and that's because Lake Victoria moves its water up towards the uh, up towards the Nile into uh, the Red Sea and all, all that I may have that territory wrong but just bear with me and aside from that that the Ark of the Covenant the original copy of the Ark of the Covenant exists somewhere in East Africa we can't say where some people claim it's in Mount Kenya some people claim it's somewhere in Addis Ababa I don't know but these are all hearsay and based upon the fact that they are hearsay i can't really factualize it and i'd love to have a couple of facts i'm bored of the fact that all the history i have is based upon the colonial conquests of the west i would like to know what else happened in this coast prior to all that i mean take for example the sultan of zanzibar the, the idea that the sultan of zanzibar gave a gift of a giraffe allegedly to the emperor of china you mean to tell me, all the way up there, you're going to send a guy a giraffe, but you're not going to get one guy to be a samurai? Just be real with me. On top of that, you're going to do this trade and you're not going to share things like, for example, tea? Because tea was also another reason why certain territories are controlled. Hong Kong's history alone is because of tea. And the fact that England used like some of the British East, East India Company or whatever it was called, I forget. I, I'll even try to find out information about these particular companies. That opium was used to make people addicts in certain areas so that they could actually control the tea trade in those areas. And aside from that, they wanted to control the ports. And aside from that, in certain areas, disease was being used to actually kill a population and use that to actually have it easier for you to actually penetrate and take over territories. These, these are pieces of history of other parts of the world, but East Africa, when it comes to East Africa, a friend of mine told me this. I forget to what extent we went in, went, went in deep, but from what I recall from that conversation, he said the East African coast, as far as what is called Mombasa, and apparently the, and my coastal people, if you are listening to this, please give me the information if you have it. Mombasa was considered a bloody space because a lot of blood was shed on that white sand because too many people wanted to control these territories now if too many people wanted to control these territories what was the resistance they had before they could penetrate this territory and how did they fulfill it how did they pull it off from the west as far as coming in from uganda and how did they fulfill it from the south as far as coming in from Rhodesia? how did they fulfill it from the from the coastline itself as far as coming in from the coastline of what we call mombasa today i'm curious and because i say zanzibar because i know for a fact that the one thing that is really commendable about Islam is they document everything. They document everything. Like for example, just Timbuktu alone and the, and the kingdoms that were actually controlled by Mansa Musa and all these different leaders in, this, in those areas. The clans and the families, the lineages of those people have those books. And I, I, I believe the last time I heard about those books, they were being documented slowly but surely for those specific families, for their specific museums. I can't fact check that, but it's something I watched in passing four years ago in a documentary I probably need to revisit that particular topic but East Africa we barely know our history okay or maybe you guys do but I barely know our history I need help somebody help me out help me know what happened in the East because I for one I know the lineage of my people has a touch of the Bantu uh, community now could it be that the expansion of uh, 
Shaka's kingdom as he was doing his Alexander type conquest my my people were pushed up then they went to Baganda and they escaped Baganda into the islands I don't know I'd like to know these things and the, the sad thing is even on my island there's certain documentation we don't have I don't think even my great-grandfather or my great-great-grandfather had a birth certificate I don't even know I mean based upon that what do we use as a way of knowing our history we know about the Kabaka Junju and the Kabakas of Uganda we know about the 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 Bunyora kings we know about the 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 Abaluya kingdoms we know about that we know the we know those but we don't know anything past that and i'm sure if that royal kingdom still exists they must have been talking to the different kingdoms and chiefdoms further up the, the ladder and if if kenya was a language was heavily fought for because clearly because it sat where the leak was it was easier to make things happen there because when you hear about when you go through the book by andrew ma you find out that there's certain chapters that say where there was a river a civilization was born and because of those river territories that's how things happen a big body of water was the very beginning essence of making sure a town would happen now when it comes to a place like nairobi because it was a transport route that's where a town was born we need more or better said i need more anybody who has information about the first 1000 years prior to the 2000s prior to slavery and everything i would love to read all this information prior to the arrival of Christendom, i want to read all this information anyone who has it even if it's hearsay i'm really curious and anybody who can provide me with this information i'll be the happiest guy if you share it with me that being said i'm just about to shut down the computer and make my way to bed hopefully i'll be able to make another podcast tomorrow i'm grateful for the fact that i'm able to do this and i've been noticing that the bigger pauses i take before i make the next podcast is, i think it gives me more time to actually consume my material so maybe this pattern of having my work being done all day and all evening and then just come record in the evening is the best way to go for the podcast because i'm also learning as i go say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all you guys be good as far as me in nairobi right here pbe out